Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Welcome to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Can you believe it? We're episode three. I wonder if I'm going to say that every time. We're episode 98, probably. I probably will say it every single time. I'm so excited that you're here. Hopefully, you've already listened to our first show, that fun interview with Asha Lee, and our second show with amazing Carrie Vosick. And actually, it was Carrie's show that led me into the topic we're going to talk about today. Carrie mentioned that she met me at a homeschool conference where I was speaking about the importance of saying yes to your children and making it count. It really is my mantra. It's been my mantra as long as I can remember. What I did in that session is I took these men and women back to their own childhood and helped them think through that and how quickly it goes and how really I think it's like 6,574, something like that, the days we have until our kids turn 18. And if you're like me, there are times where that those days are long and you're like, oh, that seems like forever. Can we speed it up? But most days we're like, slow it down, slow it down. And in fact, um, after I had been talking so much about my kids at conferences last year, I shared a story about John Michael. He's the first child that we adopted and we adopted him around nine months of age. And he wanted to be sung to all the time. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star was his song of choice. And so we would sing that song to him over and over and over and over again. And I got so tired of singing. I would make up lyrics. I would try and change a tune. I would do anything to, you know, make it interesting for me to sing this song over and over and over. But anyway, he was home from college last summer. And I thought, I wonder, wonder how that is. He would ask us to sing it by going up, 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 when he would request that song. And so I said, John Michael, come here. And he took his 20-year-old self at the time and climbed to my lap and started saying, uppa, uppa, uppa. And it was not the same in his big man voice as it was in his little boy voice. And man, I miss those days. And I know you hear that. I know you probably get tired of hearing that from old chicks like me, that you're going to miss these days. But what I want to do, this podcast, I want you to take a trip down memory lane with me. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's chat about the importance of saying yes to our kids. I want you to think about your own childhood. I want you to think about when you were young, what are the sounds you remember hearing? Do you remember hearing voices? Do you remember hearing animals? Do you remember hearing music in your home? The outside noises if you lived in the city or in the country. What defined the sounds of your childhood? And then as I said in that session when I teach this topic, I ask participants to think about today. What sounds are our kids going to remember? And inevitably, everyone says the same. Doesn't matter where I am in the country. Everyone says the same. iPhone noises, devices, beeps, alarms, apps, games. It's amazing how we've replaced the human sound or natural sounds of outdoors, even with Noise machines to sleep with. I'm guilty of that. But our sounds today seem to be created, not natural. And we think about childhood and we think about what do we want our kids to remember? Is that what we want them to remember? 
I don't know about you, but I don't want my kids remembering those sounds. I want them to remember my voice. I want them to remember me saying, you've got this. You can do this. I'm so proud of you. Way to go. I want them to remember me saying, you want to jump in that mud puddle? Go for it. I don't know if you're like me, but there have been times I see my kids and they want to jump in the mud puddle and I'm like, oh, I know if they jump in the mud puddle, that means I'm going to have a dirty car. That means I'm going to have to wash more clothes. That means I'm going to get mud all in my house and no comes out before I even can think about it. But most of the time, my kids will tell you that their mama is a little bit crazy and she will say yes. Actually, what I try and do is I try and ask myself, why not? When my kids ask me a question, why not? Why can't we do that? Um, I remember one time we were volunteering at a horse farm in Henry. It had been raining and there was this ditch. And I look over and I kid you not, Henry is swimming in the ditch that is now filled up and kind of created a creek. And I'm just, oh, thinking about what all is in that, that he is all in, playing in and enjoying. But the face he made was phenomenal. It was so worth it. He didn't get sick. All was well. And Henry made some amazing memories that day playing in the mud. So, yes, I wanted to scream no, but I just started laughing and took a picture. Say yes to the sound. Say yes to singing. Say yes to reading that book for the hundredth time. I think I read Goodnight Moon 4,395,000 times throughout my children's childhood. Do that. Do it. Read it again and again and again. And then it'll be amazing how they'll fall in love with reading because they heard you read to them. It'll be amazing how you'll start hearing them sing songs that you sang to them. It's amazing, sometimes not good, when you start hearing them be sarcastic, if you're sarcastic. And I've been so guilty of that. It doesn't look so cute on my kids when they try and use the sarcasm. really convicted me of watching my words with them. So what sounds will your children remember when they grow up? What sounds do you want them to remember? Do you want them to remember, hey, stop, no, we don't have time for that, in a minute, when the minute never comes? Or do you want them to hear you say, yeah, let's go, absolutely, that sounds like an adventure, a re-venture, as Ashley said, sounds like an adventure, let's do it. I hope that's what you'll say to your kids and the sounds they will remember. And above all else, I hope they remember hearing you say, I'm for you. It's in those small moments that they know that you're for them, that they hear, I love you, you can do this, dream on, nothing's too big for you, that they will dare to take risks later in life. The next thing I always ask participants in this particular session is what do you remember seeing from your childhood? I mean, what do you remember seeing is in your home? What kind of home did you grow up in? Do you remember seeing pictures? Were there pictures of your family? Were there pictures of items? Do you remember having windows and seeing outside? Do you remember going outside a lot and seeing nature? Do you remember going places? Did you travel with your family? What's so interesting is I flip that and say, hey, what are kids going to remember today? And it's the same as before. They're going to remember screens and plastic and TVs and video game controllers. And it just breaks my heart because it doesn't matter where I go, they always, parents always say the same things. And then when I say, hey, guys, is this what we want? Is this what we want our kids to remember? Do we want them to remember plastic and screens and devices do you know most of our children don't know what color eyes we have because we don't get that time to look in each other's eyes hold your children your little babies toddlers hold them close look in their eyes tell them stories eye to eye contact is so powerful in connecting with our children 
Let them see affection. Let them see beautiful things. Let them go outside. Do you know people today do not have wonder? I remember going out to Washington State last year to speak at a conference, and when I saw Mount Rainier, I had missed it. It had been foggy, and people kept saying, it's really here, and I was starting to believe it was a myth. And then the morning came where I drove up to Mount Rainier, and I began to weep. I just could not believe something so majestic was before me. And all I can describe it as was just the wonder that was within me, just the majesty of that beautiful mountain. I don't think we are teaching kids to see things as full of wonder. We are not teaching children to stop and look and acknowledge the beautiful things that exist outside and in our homes and stop and let them look at the butterfly, stop and let them look at everything around So what do you want your children to remember seeing? Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some other things from your childhood and what we want our kids to remember. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for being here at The Real Kathy Lee. Did you know that I love speaking in front of a group of people? I bet you've gathered that by now. If you're looking for a speaker for your women's retreat, your homeschooling event, or an education conference, check out my site, kathyhlee.com. I would love to join you and share my wisdom, maybe some humor, and encourage the people who attend. Okay, welcome back. Oh, so, so far we have talked about what are the things we remember hearing from our childhood? What do we want our kids to remember when they grow up and remember our voices? They remember the voices of our friends, family members, the things they heard, what we said. Do you know what we say to our children becomes their inner voice? It's powerful. Words are powerful. We talked about what do we remember seeing from our own childhood and what do we want our kids to remember seeing? Now I want you to think about what do you remember smelling? Do you remember smelling from your childhood? I remember smelling my grandmother's biscuits. Oh, my goodness. We would go visit my grandmother, and the screen door would open, and the minute it would open, I would smell those biscuits. It didn't matter what time of day we showed up. There was always fresh biscuits. And then I remembered seeing my grandfather sitting at that table, dipping them in cane syrup mixed with butter. It was lovely. Just lovely memories. And so every time I attempt biscuits, which rare, one, because I'm gluten-free and can't eat them, they hurt my belly, and two, I stink at making them. Oh my goodness, biscuits and I are not friends. If you have a great gluten-free biscuit recipe, send it my way, because they're my favorite, dipped in some syrup. Anyway, okay, I digress. Smells. See? Smells. Do you know smell is the the strongest link to memory is the number one? That's why I'm over here, like, having a great time thinking of biscuits by myself. Um, what are your kids going to remember smelling? It's funny. We go through phases culturally, right? Um, for a while, it's antibacterial soap, and we're going to have kids that remember that. And homeschooling moms, it's baking bread, right? That fresh, we grind our wheat, we make bread, unless you develop celiac like me and you stop. And then here comes essential oils. So we've got essential oils going, and oh, they smell lovely, and everything smells of lavender and peppermint. Smells. What do we want them to remember, remember smelling? I hope you have beautiful smells in your home. I'm a freak with candles and opening the windows when um, the fresh air can come in. I love the smell of rain. I love the smell of fresh cut grass. You know, we volunteered at a horse farm and even had horses for a while, and I began to love the smell of that. It just was endearing to me. Smells are valuable. Like I said, they're the number one link. What about tasting? That leads right in as I'm talking of biscuits. I can almost taste my grandmother's biscuits now. 
What do you, what do you remember tasting from your childhood? What was powerful for you that you tasted? Did you have Tuesday taco night and you remember that? Did you make homemade pizzas with your family? Was your mom a fast food mom or did she make mine? We grew up in Mississippi. Everything was fried. I remember fried and canned vegetables. That's what I remember. Um, what do you want your kids to remember when it comes to tasting? I know if you're like me, <laughs> hey, I, I have made some beautiful meals in my day. But if I am being completely honest, and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast, there have been days my kids, I've said, whatever, leftover birthday cake from the night before, knock yourself out. If it meant I didn't have to make something, Twizzlers. I remember one time I'm teaching at a conference and I said, hey, I've let my kids have Twizzlers before. And Sarah, one of my girls, raised her hand and she said, I had Twizzlers this morning. You know what? And there was time in my motherhood where I thought I was, my identity was built around, did I feed my kids all organic? Did I do everything right? I used stevia before it was cool, you know. I made sure my kids, I packed their healthy food to go to birthday parties. And the older I've gotten, the more I've just realized, you know what, you do the best you can. And sometimes we eat organic and sometimes we eat Twizzlers. Sometimes I make a lovely meal and sometimes I run through Chick-fil-A. My kids will have memories of it all. I want them to have memories of us cooking together. I do try and have special events. Valentine's Day, I make them a special breakfast. Christmas morning, we have traditions that we do. I do try and center some special memories around that food link of tasting. But on any given day, it varies widely what my kids would tell you they're going to remember tasting. The last one I want you to think about is what... Do you remember touching? Oh, what do you remember touching from your childhood? I remember touching mud pies. We lived near a creek, and I remember going down there and seeing minnows, and I remember playing dolls, and I remember touching my friend's hair as we'd fix each other's hair. I wanted to be a hairstylist at one point because I loved that. I remember hugs. Those are important. What do we want our kids to remember? What do we want them to remember touching? Do you know we are in a sensory-deprived culture right now? More children are being diagnosed with sensory processing disorder. Maybe your child is one of them. Maybe you are one of them. You know, we don't let our kids touch anything. It's funny, when I look back at childhood years ago, you know, the first thing our kids did was touch their food and get it all over them, and they would hear noises all around. We didn't hush-hush everything, but now we make sure it's, they're quiet. We, we have the sound machines enough so they don't have to get used to outside noise. We've got food in pouches so no one gets messy. Our children are not touching the elements of nature. We want them to stay clean. Everything is hyper-sanitized. We don't want them to get into the mud pie. Do you know that is what their brain desperately requires to properly develop? Neurons begin to fire in the brain the minute our children touch stuff. They must. I love that Carrie said in hers about the mudlings, that her backyard became a mud pit. Do you know the value of that? It might be sending some of you cringing right now. But I would beg you with everything in me, let them touch. Let them experience nature. Touch is so powerful. Get their hands in it. The moving of the mud from side to side, making things like fly guts, which is one of my favorite activities in the world. It's just toilet paper, water, and some ivory soap grated, kind of equal amounts, and you just dig in. It's lovely. It's a great smell, too, so it hits that memory. 
sense as well. The most important thing, the most important thing about touch is that our children remember that we touch them. We, we hold their hands. We hug them. We squeeze them. We tuck them in at night. Recently, uh, Sarah and Henry asked me to tuck them in snug as a bug, as a, in a rug. And, you know, you might do that, but I kind of put a Kathy Flair on it, and I'm always like, snug as a bug in a rug, uh, uh, uh. Snug as a bug in a rug, uh, uh, uh. And it was hilarious that at 12 and almost 11, my kids are still asking me to tuck them in that way. Touching them, squeezing them tight, making memories. One moment at a time, saying yes I could have said, hey, that's so silly. Come on, you guys are big. We're not doing snug as a bug in a rug. Absolutely not. Why not? Be silly. Say yes. Tomorrow that is gone. You only have today to have those moments. And those moments, one by one, become your children's childhood memories. What do you want them to be? I often share a story of my aunt, who I loved dearly. She wrote in a journal that for me of her childhood memories and one of her stories was that she remembered climbing up in a tree and she would take a book and she would sit in that tree. It was usually her history and geography book and she would read and she would imagine going to the wonderful places. And then she shared how she and her sister Catherine would take old magazines and they would cut out paper dolls and they would just play paper dolls in the potato patch all day. That's childhood. Our kids aren't getting it. We're filling our kids' childhood with devices, with no, with cleanliness. We're not letting them be dirty, messy, and noisy. And do you know it is their right to be dirty, messy, and noisy? That is childhood. Please say yes to childhood. Please give your children that time. Please put your agenda on the back burner. I guarantee you. You can write me if I'm wrong. When you say yes to those moments, you won't regret it. For years, I've shared with early childhood educators, administrators, and parents and begged them to say yes. And for years, I have received emails and texts and Facebook messages and phone calls thanking me. Because their children, whether it's in their classroom or in their home, they've gotten childhood back. And in that... The flow of their family is stronger. The excitement of their children is deeper. Actually, the peace in their home is better because their kids have been filled. So they're not as whiny. They're not as needy. They're not as demanding because they are exploring and they are on adventures. And that's what life is, you guys. Don't we want our children to look back and say their childhood was full of adventures, not look back and go, yeah, I don't really remember much. I remember this device and I remember when I got my first iPad and my second iPad and my third iPad or my first game system or I remember when I got my first iPhone or I remember watching that TV show. No, I want to hear stories where children say, I remember when we built that fort and it rocked it. I remember when my mom let us sleep outside on the porch. I remember when my mom jumped in the mud puddle with us. I remember when my mom said, yes, let's go play in the rain. I remember when my mom sang me that song for the 400th time. That's what I want. That's what I want my kids to look back and say. And I think that's what most moms and dads would say as well. That's what we want. I hope you'll say yes. Find one way to say yes today. Something simple. Even if it's to Twizzlers for breakfast. Thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to episode four.
You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. Hey, if this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.